0: All right. If any of you have experienced the Final Four downtown Minneapolis this weekend, give us a call with your thoughts. 651-461-9226. Did it surprise you for the semifinal game the other night? Uh, the presentation, the way that it went down? Did you enjoy it? Uh, have you taken part in what's going on at the convention center? Uh, give us a call and give us your experience. 651 Joining us now on the John Schuster call crowd line, Mike Nowakowski uh, from Ticket King. And as the saying goes, Pete, he's seen the best of times, and the worst of times, and the worst <laughs> of times in Minnesota and anywhere else. Your ticket broke over the last couple of years when they didn't allow fans into games. And, 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 and maybe maybe I'm... Uh, overstating this, Mike, but uh, I would I would suggest that the best of times have come in the last in the last couple of months because it just seems like, uh, especially here in Minnesota, with some competitive teams, uh, that the floodgates opened again. I, 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 am I overstating that, or is that is that what's happened?
3: At all, you know, it it seemed like overnight uh, this market became Winterville, USA, uh, and it's just it's been fun, you know the the Timberwolves are obviously much more competitive and headed to the playoffs. And the Wild are, you know, just crushing it on the ice. And then Twins go out and you know sign Korea or Correa, and uh, it's 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 fun to be in my business in the Twin Cities right now.
2: Be- Mike, did you did you see a an almost immediate reaction with the signing of Carlos Correa? Is is that something yeah. that that you could measure and see? Just like okay, the they're committed, and they made a huge point, and and with the, went out and got as big a free agent as you can get. Did did you see that immediate reaction?
3: Yes. Yeah. And you know, in fact, I, our website just went crazy. And I had no idea that they had signed anyone, and I was like, "What is going on? Do we have our tickets mispriced, or you know, what's the deal? Because <laughs> did we put everything on there for a dollar? Because it, it just it, it like the the switch just flipped, and, and you know, I'm sure the Twins ticket off has probably felt the same thing. So yeah, I mean, they, even some of these early season games were, you know, where you know in years past we've just gotten crushed. Uh, you know, there's great action, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt that they play the Dodgers. You know, in April, that really helps. Sure. You know, a series that would normally be a dud.
0: Yep, for the for the ticket going. Now, now the Timberwolves are an interesting one because people love basketball here and they love when the Timberwolves get hot. We just don't see it very often, but every time they do, every time they make a statement in the market, again, people react almost immediately. And in and, and talking to you the other day, Mike, you said, you know, there, there's great playoff potential here. Granted the word is potential. Cause you don't know if they'll get beyond the play in game, whatever. Uh, but, but explain how this marketplace reacts to the Timberwolves.
3: Well, you know, in, we've been in business for 30 years now. And the most fun I have ever had uh, as an owner of Ticket King is in 2000, I think it was 2004 when the Wild and the Timberwolves both went to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners weren't even born yet <laughs> at that point, yeah, I don't, yeah. but you know, the, the, you know, obviously Minnesota is a spectacular hockey market uh, and, you know, that kind of holds true win or lose. Uh, what people don't understand is this is a exceptional basketball market when the team is playing well, and you know the the casual basketball fan has been starved for NBA playoffs. You know we had the uh, couple games when Jimmy Butler was on the team, but prior to that, it seems like you know kind of two thousand four two thousand five was the the last time that you know the the basketball market was electric, and you know people. We were so fired up, and you know, the, the stands were packed and electric. And uh, you know, it, it is a really good basketball market, especially when the playoffs hit.
2: And Mike, it, it, it looks like the Gophers, at least in, in hockey, um, have had a pretty good bounce back this year as far as attendance, and that's that's obviously something great to see. They're, they're a little bit closer to 8,000 on their average attendance but is there any read-through for you that, that we haven't bounced all the way back to being the Gophers of old where everybody is scrambling for a ticket? Is it pricing, or what is it that you think is determining why we're not seeing uh, that stadium get sold out every single night like it always did? Or what is it that you think is determining why we're not seeing uh, that stadium get sold out every single night like it always did?
3: Well, there there are three factors. uh you know that really caused the demise of uh go for season ticket sales the first is you know that the fans got pretty spoiled where the team was you know uh consistently in the frozen four or you know winning the WCHA and then they you know there was a a lean period where they just they didn't <clears throat> reach that expect uh, the expectations of the fans And, you know, when your your team, you're used to your team just winning year after year after year. Then when the team has a, you know, a little bit harder time on the ice, you jump off the bandwagon. That's kind of the first thing. The second thing is when they dismantled the WCHA, that got rid of a lot of really good rivalries, you know, with North Dakota and Duluth and St. Cloud and teams like that. Um, and you know it 'll take years for a new rivalry, you know whether it be Michigan or Penn State or you know one of the big ten teams to uh, catch foot um, and The third is when the wild came to town you know the the Gophers used to be the only hockey uh, action available, so you know a lot of hockey fans bought Gopher season tickets well now you know they have the competition with the Minnesota Wild. So I don't think we'll ever see a situation where Gopher hockey tickets are the hottest ticket in town again. But it sure would be nice if they, you know, would find a, find a way to win the national championship this year, and you know, I'm I'm sure that would help at the box office
0: for sure mike the the um the final four here in town women 's final four, and you know i don 't want to say it's a soft ticket, but when I was out there the other night uh the, I talked to the scalpers and they were they were doing you know they said moderate business uh it, it's hard when you have an event that you 're not quite sure how to forecast it, but it seems like it's been uh decent uh not overwhelming is is that accurate
3: yeah yeah i would I guess I would say i've been a little disappointed, um especially with the Yukon star coming home. Uh, to play and you know we've we've had some uh success with it but you know people are definitely not clamoring for tickets you know for today's game you can get a a very very good ticket for you know 300 bucks um and that you know that you can barely go to a a timberwolves game for that much and sit in really good seats so Mm um you know there's there's some local action but you know people have definitely not jumped on the bandwagon and uh, gotten super fired up for it.
0: Well, Michael, we appreciate it very much. We'll talk again soon. I'm just glad to see that after you endured what you endured through no fault of your own, a thing called COVID, you're back in business and going strong. So thank you for giving us some time.
3: Thank Absolutely. you. It's Excellent. nice. It's nice to not have my family have to eat ramen noodles every night. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks, Mike.
0: Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, Pete and I will throw it around with some more insights when we come back, I promise. If you've got a you know, if you get a question or a comment, if you've been to downtown Minneapolis or at the semifinals, how'd you feel about it? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Six five one four six one nine two two six. You're listening to the Huddle on WCCO Welcome back, the Huddle. Call us if you've had a chance to experience the women's final four, six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. What were your impressions? What were your takeaways? What did you see? We've seen a lot of big events here. So we get to compare and contrast, uh, uh pretty easily. But I, I said this the night on the radio. I, I, you know, I forgot that really, um, you go well can can Minneapolis handle a big event and blah, blah, well, they, they handle it every you know eight Sundays this fall with the vikings game of sixty five thousand people, so you forget that this is an eighteen thousand seat arena that's it, they, they, I think Minneapolis can handle it uh, pretty well and it looked like uh, to the best that I can see, that you know, security-wise and everything else, they've done uh, uh, a, a pretty good job. Uh, Pete, uh, we always need to talk a little bit of football this time of year because sure. you love it. Yeah. Is spring football really important to a college football program? Can you explain that to us?
2: Well, I do. I think it is very important, Maxie, because the the reality is, and I'm looking at the Gophers, and uh, you know, I hadn't really given it a lot of thought but until we started some spring practice and talking to some of the coaches and getting a little bit of the insights of what's going on. But think about this, Maxie. We only have one offensive lineman returning from the Golden Gophers. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. just our center. That's it. So that's pretty interesting. And then you look at the defensive line, and you almost see the exact type of thing. Most of our defensive linemen are going to be newer. We've gone to the portal. We've moved into that area. We've got a little bit more health at running back again, which is great. But they're going to be really slow with Ibrahim and, and and Potts is looking good. So there's some positives. There's no doubt, and w- there are some holes that can be filled. I think when you when you look at that portal and and the Gophers have done a pretty good job. They got a guy out of Clemson again, a defensive lineman. But we also have a quarterback who's going to be throwing to different people, and he's got a different offensive line in front of him uh, when we get around to September and August, September. And it's it's it is important. They've they've really got to figure out who do we have how do we how do we manip- manipulate around with with what we've got and i think it's uh you know we got a new offensive coordinator who's been there before he's kind of the whisperer for Tanner Morgan who's going to be in his sixth season playing with the Gophers yeah. so uh there's there's just a lot going on and and it's i think those changes that you know they they it creates some excitement but it also makes you start to look ahead and say you know we were a 9 and 4 football team and had a really a uh, pretty solid year we had one or two setbacks i think during the year where we games we should have won but overall the gophers played really well but there's a lot of holes to fill maxi and uh you know some of the important positions yes quarterback is one of those and it and it's important but he needs guys that can protect for him now we've picked up an offensive lineman from michigan um but it it, it does change things these aren't cohesive these aren't Things that, uh, you know, change is always difficult. And it's a lot of changes right now for the Gophers on offense and defense.
0: Yeah, and I guess every spring probably. You know, the, the Vikings are going through their own changes. Now, they signed Patrick Peterson to get back at cornerback, and mm-hmm. I, I thought he would because he wanted to come back here. Uh, he really yeah. enjoyed it. He likes playing with Harrison Smith, et cetera. Uh, and, and then they signed Chris Reed, an offensive lineman who played with Adam Thielen at Minnesota State, Mankato, and has, has played in uh, uh, the NFL for some time now, Jacksonville, and most recently uh, uh, Indianapolis. Here comes the draft, but do you like where they sit right now? I, I, Peterson, I, I'd for sure invest in him in another year, especially at that position corner back. He might not be the pro bowler he once was, but he seems like he's better than most of the marketplace.
2: Oh, I'd agree with you 100%. Matter of fact, I think that was a huge signing for the the Vikings that's probably overlooked by most. But Patrick Peterson, even a, a, a Patrick Peterson that's not what he was at one point in time, maybe three or four years ago, that's a guy who is still one of the better corners, I think, in the NFL. So absolutely that was important i love the restructuring that the vikings were able to do with a lot of the different players and that was important because it was it allowed us to be able to go on the free agency market and sign a few guys we didn't go crazy out there but we signed a few guys that i think that'll really fit in well and you know and down here Maxie, i gotta tell you being being down in in south florida yeah uh, tell what's going
0: on down there what the heck's going
2: on well, the conversations about Bruce Arians are, are, are pretty interesting. And, you know, I think a lot of people say, well, you know, that's that's just somebody's making this up. But I, I can tell you there is a lot more to this than meets the eye. And I think that the reality is that uh, it wasn't that he and Tom Brady had a terrible relationship, but they certainly didn't have the relationship that everybody thinks that they did and that, that Bruce Arians is trying to put out there for everybody. Because if that's the case – you tell me, Maxie. Do you do you oftentimes see a coach step down a month before the draft? <laughs> no. You know who's who We've we've gone through the season. We've had a but, we've but, had a quarterback who's the goat who, who who retired and then came back and then suddenly in a matter of days the the head coach is stepping down. I think there's yeah, yeah, I, there's got to be more to that.
0: <laughs> right. And, and generally speaking, Pete, you know this very well. Uh, these mm-hmm. players have a lot of power, the good ones, as well. Yeah. They, they've earned that. And so you know, you know the way this plays is, at least mm-hmm. to anybody that you know has any sense of intuition, is uh, uh, Brady is going to retire. Uh, but he's talking mm-hmm. to the owners and he's saying, or the general manager, whoever it is, he says, well, I'll come back. But now let's talk about what it will take to get me back. And here you go, right? Yeah. I mean, this, this wouldn't yeah. be the first time.
2: No, it, it it's pretty interesting, and and you know, there's an interesting. If 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 anybody doubts that this is, there is something to this. All you, it, Bill Simmons, is an interesting guy. He's got a pretty interesting podcast, and about a March, middle of March, March thirteenth, I think he. He was on the podcast talking about exactly how he thought things would play out and they did exactly as he said. He said that Tom Brady was coming back but that uh Bruce Arians is most likely going to have to step down. And and he talked about the the vibe and the and 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 some maybe even the work ethic and 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 the differences and you know I I've talked to people at the Buccaneers who said there's a lot of meetings that were going on between Byron Leftwich and and Tom Brady and they would do those meetings at times that Bruce Arians wasn't really going to be available. So, uh, yep, and they're, I've they're, seen it so many times, that.
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And people have no idea how many times players get coaches fired because players go above the coach and say this mm-hmm. is the way it's got to be, and, and, and many times they have a better feel for it. Let's see if we can get one phone call in before uh, uh, you have to depart on a plane, I know, uh, yep. uh, Pete, but let's see Ken and Blaine, are you there?
1: Yes, I just have a, a comment that fo- to follow up that uh, person that you had that was talking about tickets. Um, one of the things I noticed this year, I have season tickets for both go for hockey and go for football. I noticed the enthusiasm of the students. I mean, in football and in hockey, uh, the hockey student sections were used were generally three sections. And then, of course, with the Michigan game here, uh, five sections of students was unbelievable. So I think when you have a big student turnout with a lot of enthusiasm, you're going to get more public to come to those games also.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point, Ken, because uh, we feed off the students, don't we? We we, we want oh, to go, yeah. even if even if we're not going to paint our faces, we want to mm-hmm. see people that are, don't we? <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I don't think it has anything to do with age or anything. I think that the reality is you want that energy in the stadium, and the students are, are exactly who you're looking for for that energy. How many times have you been at a gopher football game, Maxie, where you get back into that, that, that part of the horseshoe down there and and, and and the the noise factor just is amazing. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm going back to that Wisconsin game. The crowd helped win that football game for the Golden Gophers, and, and I think a lot of that had to do with the student section showing up Brought that energy, brought that enthusiasm, and the whole stadium feeds off of that. And it doesn't matter if you're eight years old or 88 years old; you're going to play along with that whole thing. And I think that you're, that's exactly the caller's exactly right. I think it it raises everything for the players, for the team, and it's it's something that we all feed off of.
0: Well, I mean, except for Coach Gino for for Connecticut, said you know, last year they played in the you know in the, in the final four. and He says, yeah. We 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 we'd play a regional game and they say where's the next game? Well, it's downstairs. Then you would win that game. You say we're going to the final four. Where's that game at? Well, it's downstairs because they're in the bubble. You know, <laughs> he says yeah. it, it wasn't the fi- it was the final four, but it wasn't the final four. I mean, it it is such a big piece of everything. Mm-hmm. If you're getting off the bus and there's cameras waiting for you. It all goes into this experience and is making it feel like it's a big time deal. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody feeds off of that, and and that's what makes for a great event.
2: Yeah, even the coaches, coaches yep, say even say the coaches, they don't, yep. they're, they're, they're lying. They'll we'll talk they, about they, distractions, but they learn
0: that they love it too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They they absolutely love it, good or bad. They, they love the noise and they love the enthusiasm. There's no doubt about it, Maxie.
0: All right, got to catch a plane, so we're going to let you go, okay? All right, <laughs> all right, all right I appreciate it always, man. sir. Uh, always fun to visit with you about any topic, and we'll do it again next week. So travel safely.
2: For, for sure thanks Maxie appreciate it
0: you bet Pete Niger and we come back Bob Motzko. as they prepare And we'll do it again next week so travel safely
2: for for sure thanks Maxie appreciate it
0: you bet Pete Niger and we come back Bob Motzko. as they prepare for the frozen four here come the golden Gophers again and oh yeah pretty interesting matchup with Minnesota State Mankato what a season it's been stay with us on the huddle Welcome back. Pete had to take a flight. He just left us. and departed, but we bring in an all-star guest on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Bob Motzko. Congratulations, first of all, on a remarkable season and on playing in the Frozen Four this week. I hope one thing about having two weeks off is is, is you get a chance maybe to take a deep breath and and, and realize that uh, you know what you've accomplished uh, uh, because you get a little delay before you play that next game.
1: Well, we get some time off, I'll tell you that. And uh, With that, you know, they get the week off because of the basketball this week, and then hockey goes next week. But uh, we do get a breath. I'm not going to say we're going to sit back and, and pat ourselves on the back because we've got too much work in front of us, and we're excited to get after it.
0: You know, though, Bob, it is um... – there were so many storylines to this season in so many different ways, you know, the goaltender, the Olympics, everything that happened. And and I think, you know, when when those players went away from the Olympics, uh, I I think, you know, what I heard from you anyway, was Okay. That's great, and we're going to kind of just focus on playing our best hockey at the end of the season, and I'll be doggone if you didn't end up winning the regular season and winning all your games while they were away and maybe becoming a better team, more depth, all those things when they came back. What did that period of time do for this team?
1: Well, I mean, I didn't even back up, Max. You're, you're, you're right on. You know, We had so many injuries early in the season, uh, uh, but they come in sports, and, and we just kind of had to plug other guys into roles, it got other guys more experience. You know, our freshmen, it took them a while. You know, a couple jumped out of the box right away with, like, Knives and Lucius were great right from the start. And and we needed our freshmen to score for us. But it was just kind of a process. We just had to keep going through the steps. And I mean, there was one time early in the year, we, I think we split five straight weekends, and, and we were having all this negative stuff, like, what's wrong with the Gophers? I, I actually thought we were playing very well and mm-hmm. and we just kept a steady ship over here and then really the second half was crazy you know, the olympics come you don't know what's going to happen and, and we don't lose a game with our with our guys gone yeah uh, but that's a tribute to the leadership and and you know of course then jack left uh, lafontaine and, and Justin close took over and we just never missed a beat like it was just we just rolled from one to the next it was this Simple process with this team, and that is just a, a testament to the to the group that we have and they've been pretty fun group to be around and and then it, then it really came together down the stretch for us.
0: Bob Moscow, our guest, Frozen Four awaits them on Thursday night. You mentioned Justin Close. He comes in. And the one thing you said you knew for sure before he ever played a game for you uh, after LaFontaine left was the players will play hard for him because they love the guy. What does that mean in a locker room uh, to, to have, you know, to have guys that have your back if you're the goaltender?
1: Well, you know, a lot of times coaches are going to say that, but in this was a true statement. I mean, he's one a phenomenal young man. Uh Wildly popular on the hockey team, out of out of respect because he's he's the third goalie. You know he was behind Mo and Lafontaine for two years, but outworked everybody every day in practice and never said boo. And I mean there were a handful of comments throughout you know those two years from or from his teammates that coach this is a good goalie and we knew that, but we had we had great goaltending. Lafontaine was a Richter Award winner, first team All American. But as crazy as the world works, sometimes it, you know, he got his opportunity, and and the guys were going to battle for him. And, and but what we really found out is he's a pretty darn good goalie, to boot. So um, was there an unknown? Did we know that was going to happen? Of course not. We, we didn't we didn't know it was going to play out like it did. But but it's not a surprise that it did turn out that way. And that's the respect that we have
0: for him. You know, Ben Myers, uh, uh, philosophically speaking, one of the things that's interesting about your roster is, you know, it's it's dotted from all over, from Arizona, from uh, St. Louis Park, from Delano. uh, And and, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's a Hobie Baker finalist. And you go, let me, he didn't get drafted. How does this, how how does that happen in terms of the development of a player? And I know he was a good athlete. He was a good baseball player out in Delano for a long time. He he did a lot of things well. Uh, Take me through a kid like this and how he matures into what he's become.
1: Well, you can one like I'm going to say we all missed him. Like he, you know, he was committed to another college uh, out east, uh, out of Delano, and and there were actually two two kids from Delano that were top ten Hobie, And the the Helen boy yeah. that was play, played yep. at Tech, that was a heck of a team they had at Delano that made the state tournament. And Ben led the state in scoring, so it wasn't like he was a a, a surprise because he was doing it there, but for some odd reason, and I say us, you know the Minnesota schools. I was in St. Cloud at the time or, or Duluth or Minnesota or Mankato. We all passed on and, and it was foolish. And what happened is he goes to the USHL, which is an incredible breeding ground, but he played through his senior year, and then in Fargo, he just continued to do what he did at Delano and took it to another level. Well, the thing behind the scenes with him is he, he works out like a, like, like a madman in the weight room. I mean, his, he has a hard time walking. His legs are so big and strong. Um, it looks like it hurts when he walks. Like he could be a running back. Um, and the way he trains, the way he works, and he's always had the talent. And he's a glue guy. He's a captain. He's a captain. He's a leader. And it's just been a tremendous player. I know he made a major impact with the Olympic team, and that's playing with, you know, quote unquote best players in the world uh, at that age group without the NHL players. And he's just been a terrific leader for us, terrific player. Um, and sometimes, you know, what happens in hockey, we judge players too early and, yep. and, you know, you start judging a 16 year old, they're not going to be the same when they're 20 and, and you know he's going to be one of the elite players out of his age group. It just took a little time to get there, uh, but a special quality young man, and we couldn't be happier for him to be the final three-hole candidate and, and more important, help to lead our team.
0: Yeah, and and for for those people that don't understand, I mean, he's sitting in the catburn seat after the season because when you do what he's done, now everybody, you have 32 NHL teams that, that are going to come try to get your services, right?
1: Yeah, he's a free agent, so... Uh I, I think that's what a lot of players learn later in life. They'd rather be a free agent because they can pick their team, and he's going to have that opportunity for sure.
0: Minnesota State Mankato, you know the program well, you know the coach well, uh, and you, you probably know their goalie pretty well. If you've watched a lot of tape on him lately. What do you see? Well, I
1: I can't find any I, I was kinda teasing Hasty the other day. I go, I can't find any tape of you guys losing. So uh, <laughs> they they haven't lost much. They're deep in every position. They're well coached. Uh they're you know, you got three of the younger teams in college hockey, Denver, Michigan and ourselves, and then you probably got one of the oldest teams in college hockey, but just a grizzled um older mature talented hockey team that is really well dialed into how they play and and you know we've we've got our work cut out for us because they've kept everybody around terrific top end players obviously their goalie is is been one of the best in the country he's got over 30 shutouts in, in his career um we got we're in for a fight and we got to bring the fight to them, and and you know, you got to survive the early part of the game and let it settle in. and And they're going to deliver punches, but the the Gophers have to find a way where we're delivering our punches right back at them, and 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 let the game settle in. We don't want any craziness early in the game, uh, like mistakes or bad penalties. We, you know, it's kind of what, it's kind of a good formula for us. Now we survived it. We had that one minute span out of You know, when we were out in Massachusetts where they scored two goals on a delayed penalty in a power play. But outside of that, we just didn't let a lot of bad things happen to us. We were dialed in with our, you know, with our discipline. We're dialed in what we're trying to do. And we've got to duplicate that one more time, you know, come Thursday night in, in Boston.
0: If, if you were to say, I mean, there's obviously signature wins during a season, but but the way you came back against UMass uh, down three to one and you're playing out east and all those things, uh, w- w- was that as good of, you know, hey, we stick together, we don't, you know, this is what we're talking about, ride the ship, ride the waves, here we go. I, I mean, how did that feel to you? Because it looked like one of those kind of watershed moments.
1: Well, I, I can I can to be honest. like I've been in that tournament so many times and you fall down two nothing early in a game, especially against a team like UMass, mm-hmm. it, it's virtually impossible to come back. The good thing is we had a you know, we had three quarters of the game left. And the key for us was we scored late in the first period and it really gave us some life to, you know, make it a two one score. And we went into the locker room, you know, being able to say, Listen, it was one minute. They scored two goals in fifty some seconds. And you know, we were playing pretty well, but we needed to hold them. They scored two goals in 50-some seconds. And, you know, we were playing pretty well, but we needed to hold them. Now, you know, unfortunately, we gave one up early in the second period. Uh, but we dug our heels back in and and, and were able to uh, – Tristan Bros was able to get a big goal for us, you know, back to yeah. one goal game. And th- the key in that game, there was no panic on the bench. There was no – uh there's no bickering. Sometimes when you get down in a big game, you start to panic and push, you know, push buttons. You don't want to push our guys just stayed steady and calm and, and fought through it. And that was uh, a, a great lesson for us. I, I don't want to fall down three, one again. I can tell you that, uh, <laughs> uh, but we, we survived it and, and, but we've got the group that can do it too. So, and, and really got stronger as the game went, and we carried that right into the Western Michigan game, where I thought I from start to finish, we, we played a complete game.
0: Every season is different, and I don't. I, I hate to ask a coach, is this the most fun season? But is this one of the, at least the more interesting seasons that you've ever experienced?
1: Well, yeah, it's this has been. Yeah. You know, for me personally, it's been one of the, you know, it's been a very difficult season, but I've got a group of guys around that probably have needed, I probably needed them more this year than they needed me. And, and, um, and the leadership group and coming to the rink with this group and, and just how they're, you know, a lot of times you deal with events, you deal with uh, stuff, deal with much stuff. And, and, just a great work ethic and, and, and fun group. And we watched them get better. And I, that's the best thing I could tell you. I really enjoyed being around this group.
0: Yeah. I, I can't even go there because of what you've all been through, of course, in your last year, yep. well-documented and, and personally, but I, I just, I think everybody in the hockey community watches and just says, good for Bob, you know, it's therapy. It's, it's all those things. And, and, you know, in a crazy world that we'll never be able to explain, um, you know, I think people are, you know, they, they feel like there's a fate and there, there's something out there that, that and, and I think that these players, it looks like, have helped, uh, helped carry you that way as well without even knowing it maybe, huh?
1: Uh, you know, it's going to be probably a thing when the season's over that I yep. reflect more back on. Um, I sure didn't, you know, no one handed me a manual how to deal with everything. You, nope. Just, nope. you know, it happened late in the summer, and we just jumped into a hockey season, and and when you're surrounded by good kids and, and a great staff, um, it, it was a great outlet for me to get to the rink. And 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 like I, I've said it all along, and I said it back in, in the early part of the year when we were splitting. And in, in you know, you know that's not supposed to happen to go for hockey. We're not supposed to lose a game. You know, we, <laughs> and we and we lost five weeks in a row, but we also won five weeks in a row. And I liked our team. You could tell it was we had enough in there. To, to overcome this and and that's how it turned out. But now we got to the, you know, we got one monster game in front of us to, to, to push through. And, and we're really excited for this challenge. We can't wait to get yeah. out of here uh, to get. To you bet.
0: Yeah. You've been sitting in Minnesota long enough that frozen four is waiting for you. <laughs> Bob, thank you so much. Congratulations on a great year. And, uh, it's just been fascinating to study from afar, but uh, ha- have a great time out there and enjoy every minute of it. And uh, appreciate you giving us some time today.
1: All right, Maxie. Thanks so much, pal. We'll see you.
0: You bet. Bob Motzko, head coach, Golden Gophers. They take on Minnesota State Mankato on Thursday night. In the So we're going to have a big sports night coming up here on Thursday with the uh, Twins playing in the afternoon. The Gophers, I think Timberwolves play that night as well. Uh, sometimes we forget, don't we? We forget what we got. I'm going to remind you when we come back. Stay with us on the huddle. If you lived in uh, this marketplace over the last uh, 30 years, and you were a big sports fan, you have seen maybe the greatest sports town in the country in many respects. Now hear me out. Uh, Back in 1991-92, it was the unbelievable year that will never be duplicated in Minnesota. You had the Super Bowl, the Final Four, the U.S. Open, the Twins won the World Series, the Minnesota North Stars, went to the Stanley Cup Finals. That will never be duplicated. The Fab Four came to... uh, Fab Five came to town from Michigan to play in the Final Four at the the then-Metrodome. It was crazy. It was as good as it gets. It was exhausting. But when you look at how this market has evolved, you could make a really strong case that this is as good a sports market as there is in the country, and I would suggest to you even better. Um, hey, uh, Dennis, can you play a spot quick? I want to check. I got a call, and it might be a guest we want. Can you do that for me quick? Welcome back, the huddle. Dennis, I'm going to text you a phone number that I want you to um, call immediately and see if we can get this person on the line to finish out our show today. Okay. And, uh, hopefully, uh, this will all work out. Sometimes we do things on the fly. Uh, Dennis, are you there? Did you get that text? Hello? Working on it. Okay. I, uh, I, you just, you just text me when you got her, but, uh, uh, hopefully we can make this work for the last couple minutes of the show. Some, sometimes we do things and I can't explain it because it just, it, it, things happen quick and it's at the end of the show and you go, okay, well that, I was going to talk about this, but if I got that, uh, let's do it. And, uh, and so we're going to go for this and see if we can get this thing figured out. And, uh, if we do, it'll be worth the, uh, the effort. But the other night, Russell Wilson came into the, um, uh, the game, the final four game because his, his, uh, uh, sister plays for Stanford. And and people start talking about Russell Wilson's here in the quarterback now the Denver Broncos. They're talking about what a great place it is for him to go to the Denver and it's the greatest but in the greatest sports town, blah, blah, blah. And I go, no, 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 no. I think Minneapolis is a little bit ahead of it. And uh if uh it, because we've got we've got the NFL, the NHL, the University of Minnesota. Now as we heard Bob Motzko, they're playing Minnesota State Mankato. St. Cloud State is in this thing. St. Thomas is in this game thing. Uh, the Timberwolves are now, you know, in a playoff team. The Minnesota United's in play. And oh yeah, this summer now the St. Saint Paul Saints are a uh triple A team uh for the um uh, Minnesota Twins. And you can walk over there and talk to them about it and it's just fun. And then you've got the um high school teams and you saw the people that were, were there. Um, Dennis, I'm trying not to do this on the fly, but any luck? It's ringing. Okay, we're getting there, um, and we'll just take it up to noon if we have to because we played those spots. Uh, but um, it, it, it this this has become uh, the epicenter of sports everywhere, and it's just a lot of fun to do this. And it's every day that you go to work and I, I walk over to the Final Four the other day. That's a lot of fun. Uh, we do um, uh, I- every day. We have a different. You know, now we got the Twins on Thursday. Uh, followed by the um, uh, the Timberwolves that night, and then and then he just kind of and then we got the 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 NFL draft coming up, and we've got all these things happening at one time all the time in in Minnesota, and it's just it's just so much fun to be a part of it. And if you if you love sports in this town, it's so much fun to embrace this and to be able to say I'm just going to ro- go with the flow, and whatever happens, happens. Mike, and, it just and, didn't seem to work okay you want to try one more time or too late we don't have any time okay i just talked to Paige becker's mom that's who it was and and she's at lunch and we were trying <laughs> and we were trying to get this on the last minute and she was just stepping in to eat lunch and i, I don't know if i i hope i got the right phone number said but i just talked to her during the commercial break and she said she is excited for tonight you should be too Paige becker's comes back home uh, to play for a national championship. Thank you for listening to The Huddle. We'll be back again next week. The Twins are next.
3: Listen to every MLB game live.
1: In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high.
3: Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League
3: Home Run League.